0: You know the drill. You're making out. You start feeling your way downtown. One of you wants to make a move to Cunnilingusville, but you don't have protection. Dental dams are hard to use, hard to come by, and condoms taste like, well, condoms. Hundreds of millions of people worldwide have STIs that can be transmitted via oral sex. So let me introduce you to laurels. A first-of-its-kind product that provides protection, sexy style, and comfort. And it tastes like vanilla. Laurels for protection are FDA-approved for STI protection during oral-based activities. And laurels for pleasure are the perfect cross between sexy lingerie and kinky toys. These thin and incredibly stretchy single-use silky latex undies are worn during fingering, rimming, oral sex, tribbing, and more. Head over to MyLaurels.com to get your four-pack today. Be sure to use my code for a discount at checkout. What's Your Position podcast? All one word. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy with laurels. to a full frontal of what's your position podcast and holy fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to be so cool right now and i'm not because laurels is here on our show laurels who we have been like Coming on since you guys started. Like, we've literally just been <laughs> orgasming over your awesomeness since the day we heard about you. And do you want to know who told me about you guys? Who? This fucking guy, husband oh. Kevin. Miller. I was mm. minding my own business, and he sends me this thing and he's like, Did you know that there was underwear that's STD proof? And I was like, You're a fucking no. <laughs> leave the sex educating to me, yeah. honey, I've got this. And
1: then I looked it up and
0: I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. There's underwear that did you know that there's underwear? That's STD for-
1: <laughs> and you tell everyone that's but this I is tell also, you. I love that. That is, uh, that we love to hear that. That is the happiest thing is people telling us yeah. that like, I just have orgasms all the time. Thank you. Right. Thank you for telling Thank you for me. Awesome. Thank you for the work. <laughs> Thank you for telling me this. It makes me so happy. Yeah. It's amazing. And and I sent you guys
0: a request pretty much right when he found you and was like, I would like to be an affiliate. That would be amazing. Thank you very much. And even if you say no, I'm still going to tell everybody about you. So <laughs> be prepared. Um, <laughs> and we have had a relationship for like the last, I mean, we've been in a relationship, Sarah, for like seven months. I don't, it's know, you know, I don't know. It's been a long time
1: and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: and laurels was gracious enough to give us their director of marketing um sarah who is also their face of laurel she does all of their instagram and tiktok videos I would say she's TikTok famous. Yep. She is being very humble.
2: IG TikTok, totally
0: famous. <laughs> famous. She is also a sex educator, a lover of laurels, a lover, lover of lover of oral, um, a princess of pleasure, whatever else you want to call her. Uh, Sarah is here joining us, and she's going to talk to us today all about the glory of laurels and what they can do for you, how they can enhance your sex life, and why we fucking need you guys. Why we need you? Why this has been so long? So quick. Tiny story for you, Sarah. I have been a sex educator for about 15 years and I go to junior highs, high schools, colleges and talk to people about STIs. That is that was my goal for 15 years was to just educate youth, the people who are having sex, how to not get an STI. And I do a condom demonstration at the end of my talk. And I bring condoms with me to give out to people. But I also have a condom demonstrator, which is a giant wooden phallus. Mm -hmm. And I show the students how to put a condom on a phallus on a a penis shaped object, whether it be a penis or a dildo. Um, And inevitably, I would say two or three times a year, um, I would have young girls wait to speak to me afterwards and they would say, well, what do girls use? Cause we can't, we can't use condoms. If I'm having sex with another vulva, if two girls are having sex and we both have vulvas, how are we supposed to be protected? And for the longest time I had to say, I'm really sorry. You can't. And you should just go get tested with your partners because they don't make anything for, female to female, vulva to vulva sex. They don't make protection for that. Um, you could use a dental dam. If you want to have oral sex with someone, you can cut a condom in half. If you want to have oral sex with someone safely. Um, but having vaginal to vaginal sex, there is no protection. And I said, I, I promise you someone's working on it. So <laughs> when, yes, ha- when Kevin told me about laurels, I think I cried because of the relief that I felt knowing that I didn't have to tell these poor people that they there wasn't anything for them. Nobody cared about their safety. You guys care about their safety. So I am on a personal level super grateful for Laurels and for what you all do. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I mean, yes, that's first of all, God bless you for going into <laughs> classrooms and teaching hormonal teenagers. Uh because oh, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I have- love to 16 <laughs> uh, year olds and watching them turn red. It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, Laurels, that's, so the founder of the company, um, Melanie, she has been, she was a a lawyer previously. She worked in healthcare law, like, well, she worked in law that with healthcare companies and and Mm -hmm. different types of aspects of that. She's got a a long background in that. And her experience with trying to find a dental dam is what drove her to kind of look at this and be like, not only, you know, she was on a, on a very wonderful romantic vacation and was trying to find a dental dam for her and her partner at that time. They could not find one on that mm-hmm. vacation at all. Yeah. And then she was also thinking about it in terms of, well, even if I did have one, would it be the satisfying experience that I'm looking for? Right. And the answer is no. Um, no. So I think finding something that could be used for oral sex could be used as protection because the reality is, oral sex is three times more likely to result in orgasm for women and people with vulvas than penetrative sex. Like that is like top level. If you want to have an orgasm as a person with a vulva, you are so much more likely to have an orgasm if you are having oral performed on you than mm-hmm. if you're experiencing penetration.
0: Most and- heterosexual women aren't having orgasms from penetrative sex. And that is an unfortunate statistic that what is, is
2: it, only like 19 or 20 percent. It's like 18
0: yeah. percent in a in. And in first time hookups. So in first time hookups, only 18% of heterosexual women are having an orgasm from penetrative sex. Women in long-term relationships, heterosexual women in long-term relationships report about 60% of the time they have an orgasm, but it's typically because there's some sort of clitoral stimulation happening, Mm -hmm. whether that be from the missionary position. So there's clitoral stimulation there, or they're in cowgirls. So there's there's clitoral stimulation there, or they're they're pleasuring their clitoris themselves with a toy or with their hand, but clitoral stimulation, it uh, echelons above any other type of stimulation that needs to be happening for people with clitorises to enjoy and have an orgasm during sex. And it's like using a dental, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, dental dams are actually used in dental offices. They're not called dental dams mm-hmm. just to be funny. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. really are, are a dentist's
2: tool. And I and I love the. Yeah. I don't know how long you guys have been running it, but it's one I saw maybe like three or four days ago. Is the one where you are pointing out what dental dams do, yeah, mm-hmm. in in dentist's office, and then you're then you go on and talk about what your guys, you know, what laurels do, right, um, yeah.
0: And it, right. it, does, it, does it thing is aware. it's not, it's not cute. You kind of look like alien for your tongues coming out of this. <laughs> you're,
1: you're terif- It's a terrifying thing. If you look at the pictures of dental oh. dams and in, in dental surgery, it is terrifying. So it's actually, so in that, in the TikToks and that's some, a mistake I just made is normally what we try to do is we're, we're trying to change it where we're actually just calling them oral dams. Oh, smart. Dental dams doesn't make sense. It's also a very big turnoff, right? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to I'm think about not this. I'm yeah. I
2: even when I was younger, your genitals. you know, when I was younger, the first time I heard that term, I was like, why is it called a dental dam? I don't get it. doesn't make sense. <laughs> but at that point, sense. I understand where it came from because that was, you know, and so, it, yeah, you're right. It's a very, it's a, It is kind of like a a turn turn off 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 term. term. Yeah.
0: It makes you not want to get one for sure. And it makes you not want to use one. Um, And then,
1: yeah, go ahead. So I think the thing, like, I one thing I don't think we've actually talked about is what Laurels are. So, <laughs> I was <laughs> something to say, so tell me a little bit <laughs> what,
0: what you do, how you joined the company, and then let's talk about Laurels.
1: Yes. Um, so I also similarly have been um, in the adult space, the pleasure space for um, over 10 years. I've started, I've always been interested in sexual health, and it was something that was just like a fixation. It was an interest of mine. It was something that I loved doing, Mm -hmm. learning about for myself and then also teaching other people about. And I actually started my career. I described my career as essentially I am helping teaching people about topics and products that might seem very odd to them or weird or, or confusing to them Mm -hmm. at first. But as soon as you see the practical approaches to them and the uses of them, you're like, oh my God, why didn't this exist before? And so I started my career in um, women's health, focusing on um, menstrual cups and then developing uh, products on related to menstrual care and Kegel exercisers, um, still within kind of the sexual health and pleasure realm of Mm -hmm. um, the industry. And then also then shifted fully into pleasure products and have been focusing on how do we, how do we in basically recreate and, and change this space from something that's sort of not, not like not appealing to a lot of people and kind of Mm -hmm. a little bit scary and make it more accessible to people. And I think that's been. Successful
0: and also sort of normalize it. Just talk, talking about it in a way that's like, look, at, you're having oral sex. Eighty percent of people surveyed said they had oral sex in the last thirty days. Like yes. the, it's people are having oral sex, whether that yeah. be blowjobs or cunnilingus, um, even analingus. Uh, people are having and engaging in oral sex on a regular basis, even though we don't talk about it. The other thing that we don't talk about is how many STIs can be transmitted through oral sex. And we're going to yes. get into that in just a minute. How did you hook up with laurels being in the menstrual cup industry? Did you have like an insider track into like vulva
1: freeway? <laughs> <laughs> Well by that point, by the time I met Melanie, um we there's there there are different trade shows that are specific to pleasure products. And so
0: it, I gotta go to these trade shows.
1: should they're a lot of fun. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um there are well, a lot so of
0: fun. Be yeah. like, Come be on my podcast. What did you buy today? <laughs> what, what are you doing?
1: And it's yeah. <laughs> and there are so there's there's a bunch of different ones. There's AVN that happens in Las Vegas. There's mm-hmm. two ones focused in um in LA, which are industry only, but sex educators can go. So if you get in as like a podcast person who is mm-hmm. also media, then that's possible as well. Um, but they're yeah, the she and I I was working for another company at that point and, um, we met at probably a mixer at one of the other events and she was like, yeah, I, I started this company. I make, um, like wearable latex underwear for oral sex. Basically it's a a wearable dental dam or a wearable oral dam. And I remember like, I think we met and I remember sitting and just kind of, she said it to me and I was like,
0: holy shit.
1: Duh! Like, no. what, how is this not something that exists? How how did I not think of this? And it's it's yeah, of course, because she did. That was that was kind of the the realization yeah. moment. I was like, oh, that is brilliant. And so you know, we we kept in touch over the next couple of years, and then when I left my previous job, I was kind of you know put it, I put it out there like, hey, I'm I'm out, I'm I'm gone. Um yeah. and she reached out and was like hey, would love to work with you. This would be great. And um, I was like, yes, absolutely. This is like right up my alley of how this is a product that has been on the market since, you know, the the 70s and the early 80s, I think, and hasn't been innovated, wasn't even innovated really when it was created. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Melanie had, you know, had this entire career as a lawyer before and decided to completely upend her life and change that and develop this product, essentially find a manufacturer and find, uh, collaborators to, to develop this product and did this by herself because she was like, I, I want this to exist in the world. That is is really all
0: female designers. It's an all female design team for this.
1: So she, some of the, the different people that she works with, it's, um, people who have a lot of experience in, um, latex, Creation specifically within like the condom spaces and things like that. S- it's STI mm-hmm. protection. It's not female. Everybody who's involved in the project is is female. It's that her process. She worked with fashion designers. She worked with wow. um, with latex. So again, it's not how do we just make big briefs that women can wear cover their bodies or people with vulvas can wear over their bodies Mm -hmm. it was how do we make something that is super beautiful all short-sized which also isn't isn't out of the realm of possibility that is something that like the number of times that we get requests for other styles of laurels is and it's something good lord do we want to do we want it so badly
2: i can imagine like booty shorts would be
1: well they have those They 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 have the
0: and they have the the booty short and then you guys just got a new color. Yes, so you had them sure. black and then you were able to get the sheer, which basically just look like a like a blush, like a pink, but they show your skin underneath so you oh, can actually see.
2: That's uh, <laughs> failed.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sure that you get requests for like, I want a thong. I want a high-waisted bikini. I want purple. I yes. want rainbow colored. And you're yeah. like, we can only do so much.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> I think, but our biggest thing was essentially like getting FDA cleared. So we got mm-hmm. a, we got FDA cleared to protect against STIs last year. Um, and that was a huge moment for us because that, you know, it's FDA cleared. It, it's tested, clinically tested to make sure it protects against STIs.
2: That's validating. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. And then we get to say kind of what, or sorry, it's clin- clinically tested and then the um, Sorry. (laughs) I I could talk about this all day. (laughs) Yeah. Clinically tested and then approved by the FDA to protect against STIs. So Mm -hmm. there's all these different things that went into making that happen. And it kind of changed, really just made it possible for everybody. Because previously, we were making laurels that could be used for other purposes, which are related to anything, any other reason that you might not want to have direct contact with your partner during oral, whether that's, you know, cunnilingus or it's rimming. There are a lot of different reasons. There's, there's sensitivity issues. There's, um, people who are worried about poop during rimming and they don't want to mm-hmm. actually go down that way. So it's been kind of that, that starting point of how do we make sure that people are comfortable both in terms of other aspects of their of the oral experience and then also STIs. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a big moment for us.
0: And you have, I mean, these laurels can be worn by anyone. They can be worn by any gender. Um, anytime there's going to be oral activities where mouth to anus or mouth to genitals are going to occur. Um, it's not just protection for people with vulvas. Like if you're going to, if you're a male, male presenting and you are getting oral, um, a kind of angling, analingus from uh, another male, you could wear laurels and still be protected via the Laurels protection uh, uh, brand, not the pleasure one, but the protection ones.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The Laurels
0: so has two different styles. One is for protection and one is for pleasure. What's the difference between the two? How is one not protected? How are they, about, how, how are they both not protection based?
1: So there, the difference is that one, one style, one the, the protection version is FDA cleared. To protect against STIs, the other so they go through a specific testing process that mm-hmm. the FDA requires in order to say that it is STI protection. The pleasure version does not go through that process, so with they they are still extremely stringently tested, but they're not tested to meet F, like to the same standards as F, mm-hmm. as the FDA ver, cleared version are, and the reason part of what that allows is with the pleasure version, you can still do other things with it. So with the pleasure version, you have um, the we talk about those in terms of if you're looking for um, a sensory issue protection, you're mm-hmm. not protection. Mm-hmm. But, I'm trying not to use the word protection on that side. Oh, yeah. If you're you're
0: overly stimulated and your clitoris has, you know, a gajillion nerve endings and you need a barrier between you and your partner and you don't, or if you're, you know, if you're still trying to maybe not engage in any sort of penetrative act and you want that extra layer of mental protection, knowing that you still have sort of a a safeguard between you and your partner. Yeah. Yeah. would tribbing fall into that category as well, or would the protection ones offer protection, STI protection during tribbing activities?
1: So the STI version, the protection version, is only for oral sex and rimming. So that is mm-hmm. okay. That's we. The way that the FDA basically um, categorizes these products is these are products. So, like for example, with the oral condom, that is only those are cleared for oral protection. STI protection for oral sex. So with laurels, that's the same same kind of thought process and, and process mm-hmm. for the FDA is making sure that you have clearance um, for a specific type of activity. And so that covers things for both oral sex and rimming. So cunnilingus and rimming. The difference between the pleasure and protection version is that the protection version is FDA cleared to protect against STIs during oral sex and rimming. And then the pleasure version is not FDA cleared, but it is also does serve as a barrier for other, those types of activities if you're not looking for STI protection. Mm -hmm. So basically what, you can use the pleasure, f- pleasure version for is that sensitivity, is if you're mostly worried about um, things like trauma. If you're experience, mm. you've experienced trauma in the past and you just want a little bit of a barrier between you and your partner, you don't want to be completely exposed. Mm. A lot of people are very shy. On their, on their periods? Yes. Period oral, absolutely. Mm. That is mm. for sure. The other thing that you can use the pleasure products for is, as you mentioned, tribbing. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that that does do is it, if you're not quite comfortable, like rubbing bits together, r- rubbing all bits together,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. all of the different types of, um, the fluids and kind of the, the difference that happens there, um, Or if you're also looking to try out different sensations during Mm -hmm. tripping, because the difference with latex is you do get this different kind of friction.
0: Right. A completely different experience than skin to skin. It's this latex to latex, and it's got this more smooth kind of like slippery, um, very leathery kind of sexy bonded latex sensation. And you add that water-based or silicone-based lube, um, and now you've just got this slip and slide of
1: happiness (laughs) yes exactly well and that's the other piece with um with laurels is that you have on the outside you have a matte texture Mm -hmm. and on the inside you have that shiny or like wet look Mm -hmm. texture and so you actually get depending upon which way you wear them you're going to get different sensations based on that and also different looks
0: and different looks, and who doesn't love a little fashion show mid coitus? Uh, do you think that Laurels is going to work on becoming F- FDA approved for uh, other pleasure activities like vulva to vulva sex? Is that something that they're working
1: towards at all? We, you know, we'd love love to be cleared for many different activities. The question is, is first timeline on how it how long mm-hmm. it takes to develop those products, and then also um, just whether or not the FDA clears products. To protect in those activities. So as far as I know, there aren't any tribbing protection. No, there's not. (laughs) So, and that's the thing. So that would be, there's such a process with FDA clearance for like novel products. That's called a novel Mm -hmm. product. Um, And if it, if there is none, no nothing on the market that exists that does that, then it is a different process with the FDA.
0: You would actually have to go through like years of human clinical trials in order to prove that your product, but
1: you you didn't have
0: to do that because your product basically could you could show that it was similar to condoms or similar to that's other types of oral dams that that could be used yeah. during oral sex, and that's why you got the clearance quicker than if it was a novel, brand new product. But because there is no other product on the market for tribbing or scissoring or vulva to vulva, whatever your vul- vernacular holds, yeah. um, there is no protection method out there for that right now. So um, it would take your your company. A decade at minimum,
1: possible. and I'll, and I think this is it's an interesting thing to me because i'm I'm pre a lot of my experience has been with startups. i've I've done startups with um, both health products and then also mm-hmm. with uh, pleasure products. And so
3: mm-hmm.
1: the interesting thing to me about this is their condom companies have been making condoms for so long, right so long. and yet they're they haven't made. The, and dental dam companies or or oral dam companies have been making these products for so long, and they haven't innovated something for these purposes yet. Right. And despite the fact that so many people, so many people with vulvas, yeah. do them, they right. they they are having oral sex. They are experiencing tribbing. They are experiencing scissoring. These are things that that people with vulvas do, and yet they haven't been made. Give they're not products that are are prioritized by large, these large yeah. companies with this ability to scale in right. a way and, and just re resources. Uh, my, that, yes. Imagine <laughs> Trojan would
0: have come up with something like
1: this. Like they could have gotten this
0: to market in, in a, a second, a fucking hot minute. Like, yeah. so this is going to bring me to my statistic. It's the day. Okay, so my statistic of the, of the day has to do with non-coitial sexual activities. <laughs> oh. I love the word coitus. <laughs> I went out in Scrabble once on coitus. It was a good one to go That's out awesome. on. Uh-oh. No, I don't usually win Scrabble, but to win with coitus was an achievement. That was, in it that itself. was,
2: your, that was your Facebook name when I met you.
0: What, I won on coitus? No, you're, um,
2: you're... Name was Coitus.
0: It was not Coitus. Get out of here, you dumb. We met before Facebook. Shut up. Non-coital sexual activities, such as oral sex, are extremely common among young people and teenagers alike. In addition to being a very common sex-based practice among these individuals, those individuals also have the highest rates of STIs known across the country. So 75% of all new chlamydia and gonorrhea cases occur in people between the ages of 15 and 25. I know. Oh, we right. did wow. not even know that. Nuts. Damn. It's fucking crazy. 75% yeah, of all new cases. I know. It's nuts. And you want to know why? It's because we have abstinence only education. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, now, That works very that, well. That uh, I'm going to be asking you a question about how many people between the ages of 15 and 19 have had oral sex. So there was a study by the National Survey of Family Growth um, that conducted this survey on sex behaviors. And they asked people between the ages of 15 and 19, how many of you have had oral sex? And the numbers between male and female are super, super close. So I'm just going to go ahead and call it the same. What percentage of these individuals said that they had oral sex in the last year? husband Kevin Weller 90 okay Sarah this
1: is 15 to 15 to to 19
2: 19. Mm -hmm.
1: in the last year I'm gonna go probably closer to like 80
0: okay so and we got 90 and we got 80 guests at home please mark your guests down (laughs) (laughs) and we'll get the fuck we'll get the fuck back to you Um, So a lot of STIs can be transmitted via oral sex. Um, Herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, HPV, all of these things can be transmitted during oral sex. It's very, 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 very rare for HIV to be transmitted during oral sex. It is absolutely 100% possible. um, But just... For a heads up at home, um, for HIV, there does need to be a, uh, a place for the semen or the vaginal fluids to get into a cut or an open sore in, on, or around the mouth. So if you have oral herpes and you have a cold sore, if you have um, a really big sore on your lip or chapped lips, if you have gingivitis, if you have braces... Um, if you have any sores in, on, or around your mouth, the infected person's sexual fluids would need to get into that cut in order for you to transmit HIV. So it's not necessarily one that they're really talking about when it comes to oral sex, mm-hmm. um, but so many people transmit HPV through oral sex. As a matter of fact, um, 85 percent and and genital herpes as well. 85% of genital herpes is transmitted via oral sex, which is a horrific number.
1: But also the thing that you, with it, there's a study that was recently done based on that, which actually found that 95, 90 to 95% of oral, of new genital herpes cases are actually HSV-1. Oh, it's not because there there's there is becoming less and less of a distinction between HSV one as oral and herpes and mm-hmm. HSV two as genital That's herpes genital. because yeah. so many people are getting HSV one on their genitals genital tears, from oral yeah. sex.
0: Right. That wow. is and so it's it's changing its it's genetically changing itself, which is absolutely crazy.
1: Well it's just it's I think what we're finding is that that it's just also easier. It is it is such an easy STI virus to, to trade back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it does happen in both places. And also there is a, probably a very good likelihood that they're not differentiating previous tests did not differentiate between HSV-1 mm-hmm. and HSV-2. Yep. So they're, they're, the tests are getting more sensitive. We know that like negative tests and positive tests, like getting blood tests for H- HSV, any HSV version is not, Reliable, and which is no, why they
0: don't. Do they almost always will make you come in with an outbreak in yeah. order to diagnose you, because yeah. if you're not having an outbreak, the amount of virus you have living in your body at that any given time isn't necessarily just going to come up on a blood test, because you don't yeah. have the same amount of HSV <laughs> virus in your body.
2: Doesn't it hide in your spine or something?
0: <laughs> no, like that's yes. syphilis.
1: That's no, syphilis. no, they do. They no, that I, have, I, so HSV, sure. yeah. So um, HSV, well, so herpes hides in your spine. The same, oh, and it good. hides in different parts. So like shingles, yeah. Oral herpes hides in an upper part of your spine, and genital mm. herpes hides in a bottom part of your spine. So that's okay. why, and it runs along the nerves the same way that shingles does, like you just mentioned. I was just going to uh-huh. that makes sense
0: because uh, when okay. you get shingles, it happens along the midsection and the torso usually, but it spreads from the spine. So good job, husband. <laughs> <laughs> You knew You got it.
2: Yeah. it just was, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a worrying thought when I mean, you're like, oh shit, dude, herpes it hides in my spine, and then it just fucking comes out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, got out of nowhere.
0: Surprise! Surprise <laughs> <laughs> in here. Yeah. Um, and, and HPV is also um, something that gets transmitted through oral sex that not a lot of uh, individuals realize that you can get. HPV, um, human papillomavirus, through oral sex. But um, there are numerous strains that can cause cancers, and some of those cancers are mouth and throat cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so using protection during oral sex uh, is something that should be taught in schools. It it shouldn't just be, you know, if you have a penis, use a condom, that's the end of the protection lecture. Like, there should be another step in there. Um, And then also, people... Listen, condoms don't taste good. (laughs) I don't like like how they taste and I don't like it. And so it's hard for me to say to somebody, hey, use a condom when you're having oral sex because I know what rubber tastes like. And so... Another amazing, amazing, because I've had the banana flavored and the watermelon flavored condoms and it just tastes like rubber watermelon Yep. and yes. or rubber banana. And I don't, nobody wants that. And mm-hmm. when I heard that laurels tasted like vanilla, I was like, bullshit. It tastes <laughs> rubber vanilla. And then I got them and no motherfucker, these things taste like cookies, yes. Yes. literally like cookies that came out of the oven. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. How did you do that?
1: The, the work that went into both making laurels as thin as they are, like the, the, um, the, the difference is insane between like, just looking at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the finding the right flavoring was like, that was, I think a large part of the process of just like time, like, how do we figure this out? How do we make sure that it works? And I think part of it is also that laurels isn't it's not, they're not lubricated. Right. So like they are, so I I think coming up with the right flavor was something that took a lot of time and just a lot of just iteration and trying different Mm -hmm. things and also making sure that you had the combination that worked with the latex. There is a very specific process that the, that Melanie worked through to make sure that both that the latex didn't taste like latex, more yeah. rubber, and mm-hmm. then also making sure that the vanilla flavor worked well with our with the laurels latex. And I think that right. process, that's the combination. I think a lot of times it's sort of like, okay, if I just like drank, the, if I just licked this bottle of flavoring, <laughs> will it taste good? But if you don't find a way to manufacture the latex and make sure that the latex isn't doesn't taste like rubber yeah basically and that's with condoms a lot of times that's not necessarily a consideration they're just sort of like well Mm -hmm. it goes on that part of the body so you're not like super close to it and even with oral condoms that are flavored and taste like cherry or banana or whatever it's they're using a lot of times i think latex that is used with normal condoms and then they're just Slapping a flavoring on it. So,
0: yeah. And also, I don't know who the fuck decided that fruit was the best plan for latex. Like when I heard that it was vanilla, I was like, well, that makes like everything about everything about laurels. I'm like, why the fuck didn't I think of this? Like, I'm so angry.
1: Well, I think that's, it's also like, why didn't I think of this? Why didn't a multi-billion dollar international company think it, of right? this? And the, yeah. the answer, no, the answer Victoria's is, no, women. The,
2: the <laughs> okay. answer is, the answer is what blew my mind is <clears throat> Ashley told me that the, the, clitoris wasn't mapped
0: <laughs> until
2: like 2013
0: yeah like 2008 and then completely mapped with a 3d model in 2013 i'm so, like yeah. yeah
1: what yeah well i mean because because why would you like that's it's not real like it's it's, it's no, inside no. of the
0: body
1: yeah like the penis is outside of the body it's like it's right there Hang we out. have to figure out what's in that whereas the squeaky like, wheel gets the oil A squeaky wheel
0: squeaky penis gets the condom apparently I am not,
1: i'm going to be the squeakiest person anybody has ever heard for the rest of my life i'm an, i must be the most annoying voice <laughs> yeah, on tiktok wait, because it's wait, just wait wait, going, wait,
2: wait, wait wait let's back know. up though because let's talk about that because i think your guys uh Instagram and TikTok okay. videos.
0: I tell you what, are amazing. We are actually going to take a quick break because I want to talk about this in extreme detail. Yeah, please. <laughs> Your internet presence That's is amazing. fucking fire. Yeah. Um, and you need to do it more often. So when we come back,
2: we to talk about the squeaky wheel. We're
0: going to talk about the squeakiest of the wheels, uh, Sarah, our <laughs> famous individual. Um, and then we're going to talk about. Um, the fact that laurels has been nominated as one of the fastest world-changing idea companies of 2023 and i'm so fucking excited we'll be right back In 2014, Four Sons Brewing has been creating authentic craft beers, unique seltzers, and family-friendly locations throughout Huntington Beach. They are a pillar of our community, and we hope they become a staple in your home. Find them in Costco, Total Wine and Spirits, or online at foursonsbrewing.com. And by visiting one of their three locations. Make sure to tell them Ashley at What's Your Position sent you. Stay safe, stay kind, stay sexy, and cheers. back fellow humans uh we are joined by the one and only instagram famous sarah uh,
1: <laughs> the only sarah on instagram or tiktok that's the only it. one. It's just me the only one. that's just you the only sarah
0: uh with an h in case you're wondering how to spell it so uh we're back with sarah from laurels uh, laurels is one of our affiliate brands so i'm going to take this opportunity to say if you are an individual who enjoys oral sex, if you are an an individual who would like to try enjoying oral sex, if you are someone who is interested in a sensation, a new sensation play, um, and you are looking for an excellent way to prevent STIs during oral sex, during rimming please check out MyLaurels.com. You can get laurels for protection. They are FDA approved for oral sex STI protection. They also have laurels for for pleasure, which host a myriad of things that you can do with them. Um, Dry hump. Well, it wouldn't be dry humping. (laughs) Uh, Wet humping. Hello. Uh, uh, Vaginal to vaginal. um, Rimming and oral again. You can use the pleasure ones for that. And they all taste like fucking vanilla. They taste like cookies. Brilliant. They're delicious. Um, they have black and they have a nude color that is see-through. and they are made from latex. How does one harvest latex? Where does latex come from?
1: So this is cool. This is a really cool thing. Everyone thinks about rubber and they think about, Oh, it's, it's like it's tires. It's these things like natural rubber latex is actually from trees. It is a supernatural supernatural like <laughs> like a ghost you know? um it's a very natural material and it's processed into so many different purposes in you mm-hmm. would be amazed at where latex is actually it's in your mattresses it's in your um like in medical use. Beyond just latex gloves, like it's in like parts of heart valves and things like that, like different Mm -hmm. pieces and parts. But it it comes from trees. It's a very specific um, type of rubber tree that produces this sap that is then produced, like processed into these different uses. So. The, they are a renewable resource that does come back and um, they live for like 30 years and you get a lot of latex out of one tree. And then- it's similar
0: to like getting maple syrup out of a tree. Yeah. It's like... Same type of process. It. You're tapping into this rubber tree and getting this liquid. Yeah. And then they take that to a latex factory and they can turn it into um, any product, well, any sort of form, formulation that then can go be turned into these other products. So you yeah. may buy it in liquid form. You may buy it in dust form. You may buy it in um rolls of latex, latex that you can then turn into con- condoms or laurels or what have you. So, or latex gloves. Um, so it is this natural resource. It's not uh, overly processed and it comes from fucking trees, which is radical. <laughs> yeah. I thought it so
3: fucking cool.
1: It is, it's a really neat thing. And, and all all of the protective purposes of latex, when we're talking about like latex gloves, condoms, and laurels, are coming from la- like liquid latex and they're, it's a dip. Mm-hmm. So like condoms, imagine, I actually, I don't have them here. They're normally on the shelf, but um, there's (laughs) a little, like when you look at what condoms are made out of, it's basically a little phallus (laughs) that just gets dipped down into the latex Mm -hmm. and then comes out. And that was part of the process that laurels had to go through was developing this basically completely new industrial machinery to be able to produce laurels. Because if condoms are like here's, here's a little tube, just dip it in the latex and you can mm-hmm. dip hundreds of them at a, at one time and then move them on down the, down the assembly line. You're dipping the genitals. <laughs> You're dipping. Yeah. Imagine like being able to like, imagine your like cute little underwear that, that everybody yeah. has in their drawer and, you know, bikinis or shorties, and then finding a way to make that out of latex. It's not just kind of like, oh, we're going to go and like Cut latex out of a a sheet (laughs) of, and then we're going to make underwear out of it. It is when we produce these things, we are producing it. You have to completely rebuild massive industrial machinery, which, Mm -hmm. again, for a startup is a a challenge. (laughs) Like, we're a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The fact
0: that the burden is all on this startup, I know we said it, but I cannot believe that erosion or one condoms or Astro glide or somebody yeah. didn't fucking think of this. I'm so fucking blown away. Melanie is an innovator. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Speaking of innovators, there is some really exciting news for Laurels in 2023. They have been announced as a finalist in the fast Company's world changing idea awards um, in consumer products products and goods. And this program, these awards focus on social good, social change, and recognizes finished products and concepts that make the world a better place. Like you guys are doing great things and you're being great humans. And those are two of my favorite things. So how amazing is this award? How did you even get nominated for this? How how
1: did you guys find out? Um, The process, I mean, there's um, a background process for it. Um, You can be, there's I'm I'm actually not quite clear on that. Actually, how we how we ended up with the fast company award. Um, I remember
2: you up and you're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> hey, by the
1: <laughs> way, you <laughs> won. No, I, I, this is this is embarrassing for for a marketing director, but I I don't remember how we got, but we did the the. I actually went on vacation and was gone for a while, and I actually came back, and Melanie was like, <laughs> "Hey, FYI, we we won." And, uh, we, well we didn't we are finalist I'm sorry we we were finalists ends? for this
0: the awards are announced later in the summer yes. um, so we'll see when when laurels wins clearly because you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the fact that they're like what a what an amazing thing to be named like a fast-growing company that changes the world that's like and what a great thing for oral sex and pleasure products to be part of that conversation because I didn't fucking check and see who else was nominated for this shit but I guarantee you it wasn't a pleasure product it was probably something like renewable energy and which is great I love it go green but to have a pleasure company on that radar means that more people are aware of how important and how life-changing pleasure is yeah. to individuals. That's what that's what blows my mind.
1: And I think it's a finally there there is a final new realization that I think people are becoming more educated about STIs. Mm-hmm. They're becoming more educated. Mm-hmm. We were talking about HPV earlier, realizing that talking specifically about throat cancers. That seventy percent of new throat cancers are now being linked back to HPV. Like mm-hmm. new diagnoses of, of of throat cancer, we were previously, you know, there was the worry with HPV that about cervical cancer and cervical cancer. Virtually every every um, case of cervical cancer, ninety
0: four percent of cervical cancers are directly HPV. linked to HPV. Ninety four yeah. uh, percent.
1: Yeah, that's a huge number. And that, however, in in pure numbers throat cancers are the the 70% of throat cancers that are being diagnosed now are bigger in pure numbers than mm. cervical cancer cases in the year wow. and it's it, it is it is it's huge even even just looking at that you're like oh wow that's that's huge so hpv can have this huge impact on things and mm-hmm. that that information is now kind of kind of becoming wider i think mm-hmm. we're seeing a combination of the recognition of pleasure being important to our lives, part of our health care, part of our mm. health experience, yep. and also recognizing that I, I do think that there is a recognition of the bias against vulva pleasure and against mm. like people with vulvas having, just being left behind by a right. lot of innovation, just being ignored. I, yeah. I
2: think Gen Z is kind of changing oh, yeah. that. Yes. I think that a lot... <clears throat> a lot of things will change in the next like 10, 20 years Mm -hmm. because the, the bias, the, um, and some of the ignorance is kind of slowly leaving the, you know, us lexicon and, and,
0: more it's inclusivity true. and more yeah. more positivity surrounding sex and pleasure and uh, more inclusivity as far as body types are concerned Laurel's goes uh, if they're one size it says on the packaging one size fits all but it, my goodness oh, gracious it's one
1: size it comes in one size it doesn't say one size fits all that is the
0: comes in one size correct sorry i misspoke <laughs> it's but 0 to 20 you they, so, yeah yeah they stretch forever like yes. they there's you can you I I did it with my arms. I couldn't even, there was more room for me to go yeah. when I stretched mine out as yeah. far as I could go. And when you put them on, they never feel, they don't feel loose. Mm-hmm. They don't feel tight. They, they, they feel, feel perfect. Yeah. You
2: said you felt sexy.
0: I totally felt <laughs> sexy. <laughs> I felt. You look sexy in them. Thank you. I, I took that picture. Yes, you That's did. Great. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like this. it's like this other like a totally different type of experience wearing latex based undergarments like I've never owned anything that was made of latex. And then all of a sudden I put these on and I was like thinking just, okay, well, let's just see what they're like for oral sex. But I actually was feeling myself in these things and I felt very kinky.
1: And it's a very fun, I think that's the cool thing about laurels. And like when I, when you wear latex in other situations, like latex fashion, it, you're like, I am wearing latex and this is on mm-hmm. purpose. With mm-hmm. laurels, you're like, I am I'm I wearing shiny. anything? Like, am I? Yeah. And I think right. that's a big thing. I think when you talk about also kind of the body positivity, one of the things, so our laurels do fit size zero to size 20. And the reason that... Which covers basically the average person in America, the, the average woman person with a vulva in America is a size eighteen, and mm-hmm. so that was one of the bigger things that we wanted to make sure that we could cover as many people in this in with it with this one product as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we also are in this place where like we want everybody to be able to experience this, and the reality mm-hmm. is there are people who are of all sizes who are like i want i want this product but i can't for one reason or another part of it is sizing related um and we're working on that that's actually the the current version of laurels used to fit up to size um i believe size 16 and that we expanded that out because we changed kind of formulation to make sure that it would actually fit a larger kind of a, a larger along the spectrum because we realized we could once it's yeah. kind of we're limited by what's possible with the material and what's possible sure. with to keep it FTI, F, STI protection. Yeah. Um, and being able to kind of expand to other sizes and other styles is again, mm-hmm. when we talk about like the, the development of the product and the development of the machinery, we can't just, you know, add more latex on the side of these products because it is a giant steel thing that goes in and is 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 dipped and then pulled out. It can also be
0: detrimental to the integrity of the product. If you're just, you can't just add more latex. It's not as easy as that. Like it needs to have the same protection on all areas, on all fronts and all backs and all places. But even going from zero to 20, that is more inclusive than most products are able to do. Um, And then also being able to use laurels as a gateway to sort of kinky behaviors and BDSM and... (laughs) You're not someone who owns a leather a, a latex corset, and you know go buy one. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. you can buy latex underwear, and they feel good when somebody slaps you with them on, little butt tap with them, or yes. if somebody snaps them, they feel really good, and yes. they just feel nice to wear, and they're soft. And you're not supposed to wear them for more than
1: two hours.
0: Was what I what I
1: have read is is that right? You can you can wear laurels um, as long as you feel comfortable wearing them, because people wear latex all the time for, mm-hmm. for, for their, and for long periods of time. The question is, is like, what do you feel comfortable with just being aware that latex doesn't ble- doesn't breathe. Yeah. Um, and if you are worried about like just the sweatiness or the, the experience of that, it is kind of just up to you on that. Um, but Yes, they're the ideal situation for 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 laurels for protection is to put them on right before you do the activity, um, because it's STI protection, right? You're the you want to make sure that you're you wouldn't like, you know, you know, put a condom on and kind of like wander around the house. Well, I'm not never yucking someone's yum. That's you, <laughs> might, but I've
0: never seen it happen. And I'm, sure, I'm sure it has though. I'm sure someone yeah. has put on a, on a condom and been like, I'm going to go make a sandwich. Yeah.
1: But those, I think that yeah. you're right with the the experience. That is a huge thing for people, both people who love latex and love the kinky side of things and, and want the experience of wearing something slightly different in their kink experience or their BDSM experience or to a play party or to a dungeon or a sex club. Mm-hmm. They want yes. to be able to kind of have that. It's, it is a different experience than wearing latex fashion, right? There's right. There's something there to that. And so you can wear the pleasure version if you're just looking for the sensory experience and you're looking to snap the latex against skin, you're looking to try out impact play, you want to um, just see what it's like to be kind of naked in public, <laughs> or kind of—it's—it's it's mm. very close. It's—it's a—it's like feeling naked, but not actually, but having the coverage.
0: Right, you're yeah. almost there. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of this little toe dip into nudity, and yeah. then. Also, speaking of sex clubs, it would actually be brilliant to take those two sex clubs, so that if you yeah. were to receive oral from a stranger, which it's, is what happens in sex clubs, um, you it, are protected and if you sure. get hectic. But yeah. if you already have the laurels on, and then you know somebody sees them, now you can they can give you oral without worrying about contracting an STI, and you can receive oral from strangers without worrying about contracting an STI um, using the ones for protection. And then if you wanted to use the ones just for pleasure, too. You bring both, bring yeah. both. Yeah.
1: And the cool thing about that is it doesn't take away from the experience because if right. you, we do now have a sheer version, which is based on our brand color, and then we also have the black version, which are opaque mm-hmm. and co- completely covered. So you kind of get the best of both worlds where if yeah. you are just trying to, yeah, dip a toe into it, see if you mm-hmm. like being naked. Feeling naked at a, in in public, or feeling naked at a, at a play party, then you can. Or if you're just like, I want to be protected, but I want people to see what's going on, then you right. have the opportunity to a little window, a little yes. window to the soul. Exactly, that's exactly where everyone's soul is, right <laughs> where laurels isn't. cover it.
3: Right, exactly. Put the,
0: <laughs> put, the, <laughs> put, the uh, put the sheer laurels on, and then give an anatomy lesson. This is my clitoris it's, up here. You can see it. You can see this
1: it. it's right there. Two
0: lady it right there. <laughs> That's a hole. There you go.
1: And there are. Yeah, I I, yeah, there's a lot of different. um, We have a lot of um, sex workers who also use laurels in um, both in their their work and then also on specifically online. And you see different performers who are using them both as kind of. Protection for themselves, if they want that, and then also as kind of this added thing for the people viewing. It's this experience of showing, being able to show things off through LaTeX, mm-hmm. like through
0: um, the veil of secrecy that we all love so, so much. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. So What's it like to be
0: the most famous person on Instagram? I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is we were talking about this earlier. I don't feel that I'm very. I don't feel famous. Okay.
2: But on how did they? Okay, so how did they decide how? who is like who it's sir, you're gonna be you. you're gonna make a video because because they're, they're actually they're kind of brilliant oh, like because they present as like an influencer slash just a normal person pitching mm. and they don't look they don't feel like a commercial no so that was the reason i started to watch and it some and of it them came are into my feed hilarious the one right. with the
0: pumpkin they're great I, and God. like
2: and the little and the I, I mean, I don't know. It's like a hippo or like an uh, elephant or something. Hippo. <laughs> hippo. I love him. So It's I love it's him. very creative. It's yeah. very organic. It's yes. very, it doesn't feel like a commercial, like, you know, that if I wanted to watch a commercial, I'd turn on cable TV. Right. So it, you see it and you're like, oh, what's this? And so you watch yeah,
1: it. I don't scroll past them. Oh, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's so good to know.
2: And y- you're great in them. And
1: they're quick too. Like and you just, yeah. hey, da 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 da. And the
2: eyeshadow that you. Oh my God, have in som- your eyeshadow like, is not. <laughs> Thank you. Eyeshadow Ganym is so. Yeah, you pay attention, and you're like, "What's going on here?" I so, want to know more. And
1: that's been hype
0: up, Sarah.
1: Thank you're you. Welcome. I am. I'm. I, that's all I need for the day. I'm going to be able to like <laughs> zoom into the rest of my day and be like, "I am a badass. <laughs> I know everything you're that sure. I'm doing." <laughs> um, where I go back out and I make more TikToks. That's what
0: I'm how many do you make in a day? Like, are you making like five, 10 and just
1: stockpiling them? We're generally, I'll probably make three to four in mm-hmm. like a day so that we're covered for a certain amount of time. Um, and then if we can like bulk up, like when I, when I went on vacation a couple of weeks ago, I made, I think I made 20 or something mm-hmm. like that. Cause I was gone for a huge chunk of time. Um, and it was just like, yeah, bank them so that we can post them. Yeah. Um, but the TikToks actually came through, I, When I got on TikTok, I had resisted for so long to get on TikTok. And I was like, that just seems like a time suck. It seems like something that's not going to, like be helpful for me. Also, like I have, I have things to do and mm. Very. <laughs> yes. Um, now, and now I've like, I've left the girl boss gatekeep time of my life behind where I'm like, I'm too busy to do things that like are, are enjoyable for me. And, and also educational to your point. I think TikTok is one of the most educational platforms I've ever experienced way better than any social media platform I've ever been on before for just teaching things that, and giving me kind of like a, Oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to research that more. I'm going to go find a YouTube channel. I'm not, I don't sit on YouTube and like, let you. I'm not a YouTube person who has just watched that no, happen.
0: I don't have a YouTube algorithm. There's exactly. no algorithm for my YouTube. But you're right. Like when I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling, and someone's like, "Oh, here's a um, a great meditation." Like yeah. I, I have a meditation algorithm. I have a, a sex education algorithm. Yes. I have um, a dog. Yeah, oh
1: cute cat photo videos and like what funny things my cat's doing today. Yeah, yeah. and I'm
0: sure people have makeup tutorials, cooking
1: mm-hmm. TikToks. Like
0: TikTok is a great platform for education. I've tried really hard to get on it and do it, and you're just inspiring me more. So you should. To me
1: I'm going to. to- I, yes, absolutely. I, I want, I think it, people should use it. I think it's a super great platform for also for a sex educator specifically and, and pleasure focused brands and people because it is an, it, you're able to kind of reach people and have very short, succinct, and also not super explicit. Like it can be, mm-hmm. if you are willing to like give up a large part of your audience, because it's not going to get pushed to certain people, but like, and you might get kicked off the platform. Like right. reality wise, TikTok was for a very long time, a very unsafe place to post about um, using the word, using word, the word sex. You'd have to spell it out S-E-X-G-G-S in Thanks. order to like, yeah. And I do, yeah.
2: I, and I appreciate how you, you use that to kind of make it so it's very wide. Like you can reach a lot of people
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: using the terms like mouth stuff. And um, yeah. what's yes. the other one? um
1: um backdoor fun
2: backdoor, backdoor fun, fun. Yeah. yes That's things like one. that where it, I- it, it like it it you know exactly what you're talking about yeah. but you yeah. put it's a peach creative.
0: instead of anal like you might say the word but yes. in the caption it's just a peach yes, <laughs> <That's> always- yes. <laughs> well
1: and it's also so you mentioned like my hippo like also just as a heads up all of the things in the video that you see in videos are, here, are just things i owned anyway so like, <laughs> those are not like the cat Did statues. You? Like that's my esthetic
2: Come up with all of that. Do you like, yeah, is you that all you with
1: all these TikToks by yourself? We have, it's kind of between I spend, I I spend most of like, I, I think I, I definitely spend the most time on TikTok, like out of our, out of between me and Melanie and then our other, we have a wonderful customer care, um, customer support person, um, named Joanne and she's amazing. Um, but shout been, out to Joanne! Yeah, she is. Joanne is amazing. <laughs> um, yes, so I, a lot of it is kind of me finding things to talk about and like and, and topics mm-hmm. that are interesting, and also just things that I think people w- need to know. And writing out scripts and kind of putting that together and making sure that it's easy uh, for people to digest. But I, yeah, yeah, I think that has been kind of the process of how do we make it accessible to everyone? Make sure that it doesn't get taken down, and then also. Make sure that we're educating people about things that matter and reminding people that both both pleasure is important and good for them. And also that sometimes we have to fight for it. Sometimes we have to Mm -hmm. do a lot of work to get to a place where people are like, again, be that squeaky wheel, because I and Melanie have spent our careers basically doing a lot with not fighting, but very politely and loudly, uh, making sure that we are recognized. This this area is recognized. This is. I mean, I think the yep. fast company thing is, is a perfect example
0: for per pleasure. There's no reason. There's no reason that everyone should not be enjoying. Enjoying oral sex, enjoying pleasure-based activities, um, backdoor fun stuff or downstairs fun stuff. Everyone yeah. should be enjoying this. And for a lot of vulva owners, oral sex isn't fun. Yeah. Yeah yes and there's this there's huge huge stigma yeah. surrounding um, people with vulvas who think especially in high school because a lot of times this isn't something that people go over no one's covering discharge in junior high and high school health yeah. class no one is covering like the basics of, of genital hygiene in these classes um, what happens when people menstruate and the different types of discharge that people have before and after menstruation and so a lot of times in high school I personally remember hearing Hearing, oh, it smells like fish. Some girl needs to close her legs. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Or yeah. I can smell your period. So like I grew up constantly in fear that someone could smell my vagina, yeah. like that that was a normal fucking thing and that vaginas always smelled bad. And why would anybody want to go down there and eat that? Like, yeah. yeah. and it, it's this horrible mindset. <laughs> husband <laughs> he raised his hand. Thanks, babe. Good husband. Good husband. Good husband. Good husband. Good husband. Well, I kept her around for a while. But, <laughs> Problem is that vaginas don't taste bad. Yeah. Everybody has a different taste, just like every penis um, has a different. That don't taste. taste bad or good either. No, they're no, bodies. They like like the skin. Yeah. They taste like if you if you licked someone's arm yeah. or if you licked someone's kneecap. Yeah. Like it's skin and. Obviously, if someone's not showering, that is an area that can get funky because there's a lot of sweat that's built up. There's a lot of layers of clothing down there. So, yeah, yeah, you want to make sure you're hygienic and you shower like a normal person, but you don't need to fucking douche. You don't need to spray. I was was doing research for this episode. Sarah, you're going to fucking die. (laughs) I was doing research for this episode and I'm actually kind of fucking pissed. And I was trying to come up with um, tips for asking for oral. So that's going to be something that I discuss is is tips on how to ask for oral sex. And so many fucking articles popped up, not tips on how to ask, but tips on how to not smell bad.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah. And also it's it's just like how to like optimize myself for my partner to want to give me pleasure. And it's sort of like. There, it's, but it is—it's such a natural, not natural. I'm sorry. It is such a, such a normalized thing mm-hmm. that women consider and people with vulvas consider their bodies and are constantly stressed about it. It's, it's mm-hmm. how many, how what, what is our size? It's what does my hair look like? It's do I yep. have wrinkles? It's not surprising at all that it is a question. Then a question like what? It, this part of my body that does bring me the most pleasure is. Yep then something that is like, yeah, but like, is that fair to him or them, your partner to have to like do that for you? Yeah. And that goes through people's head a lot, which is a huge part of not want, like, again, when, when Melanie was creating the product, a lot of it was an initial like oral dance are not good enough. We want more, more options for STI protection. This should be available. It should be sexy. It should be something we like wearing. Then the more that she researched this, yeah. the more she talked to people. It was actually like, I'm really shy. I don't want to be naked. I'm worried about mm-hmm. the way that I smell and taste. I'm stressed about like in like the too much. This my media. And I think this is the this is the other Color piece is media. we'll oh get people who also react negatively to laurels themselves. And they'll say, what? "Well, you're just perpetuating this like idea that that like women shouldn't and people with vulvas should be should be ashamed of themselves." And and it's the the thing that happens. Oh my God, I never even thought about that. How funny! Which is, and and I understand. I absolutely understand kind of the the thought process because it is like there are douches out there that are smell that that are scented, and there are um, like pads that are scented. So that we're again, mm-hmm. you talk about like I'm worried someone can smell my period. I realized very early on. I was like, I don't want someone to smell like my random fragranced tampon and pad. Yeah, right. This
0: that but artificial. I don't know why they all smelled like baby powder, but I was like, can you not do that to my tampon, please? Exactly. Like,
1: but this, this is. A, <laughs> a, I understand the the like thought process, especially for sex educators and people who have been in this space for a very long time. For us all to just go wait a minute, like, I don't, like, we shouldn't be encouraging people to cover themselves up because they're ashamed. And there is that sort of, there's the education side of bodies are normal. Bodies have normal tastes and smells. It's not a bad thing. Discharge is normal. Periods are normal. And Mm -hmm. also meeting people where they are. This is the reality of just saying like, well, women shouldn't feel this way. People with vulvas shouldn't feel this way. So let's not give them an option that helps them get past it. Because I think that's the other reality of this is what we've learned from the, from from all of the feedback we've gotten from customers who use laurels and love laurels is that they're the people who are like, I'm really shy, or I'm 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 worried about the way I smell or taste. A lot of times their partners are like, I really, 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 really want to go down on you. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, but how do I make that happen? And mm-hmm. then, and they're, they, the person with the vulva gets that positive reinforcement and gets that yeah. positive, like, oh, okay. And this feels great. And oh my God, I just had like four orgasms in a row. Yeah. And they're like, right. okay, maybe you really do want this. Maybe there isn't anything wrong with me being completely naked. And they decide not to use the product. Other people continue to use it for the rest of their lives. And what a great stepping stone. Like
0: What a great bridge for people who have that fear. And to tell someone like, oh, you shouldn't use laurels and be ashamed. Okay, well, that's like telling people if you use a condom, it's because you think you might have an STI and then you're ashamed of it. No, man, using laurels for protection is so that you and your partner both are protected from things that you may not know you have. Yes, It's not a shame based situation. It's a health based situation. You, You don't know if you have. Sometimes you don't know if you have HPV. There may A not be
1: symptoms. Most people don't know. You should assu- first of all, we should all assume that we have or have had. Oh, HPV. Everybody
2: should assume they have HPV. Right and then then H- cool. People listening to this would be like, "Wait, what?" Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> At- yes from from a sex educator the who and the cdc say that if you have had any sort of sexual intercourse be it anal vaginal or oral the likelihood that you have one of the 200 strains of hpv is like 99 it may not be a strain that causes cancer it may not be a strain that causes warts it could be a strain that does absolutely fucking nothing But HPV is so prevalent. If you've had sex, the likelihood that you have HPV is like 99%.
1: It's huge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we should all just assume going into these sexual encounters with people we don't know that we have something and we should probably use protection. And
1: even even people you do know, because I think that's the other piece. Like, HSV is not, herpes is not a a standard thing on an STD panel, which we right. all know, because they also, like number one, it's the tests are not sensitive enough. Number two, yeah. they assume now with the numbers of people who have specifically HSV-1 or quote oral herpes, yeah. which we know is no longer just oral herpes, mm-hmm. is so high that it's it's your testing and the most likely the people you're that you're, that you're sleeping with or kissing probably have it too it's just right. there was never there was never an outbreak there was never symptoms any of that so
0: and a lot of people can have hsv1 or 2 and never have an outbreak not once. you can have the virus and never get an outbreak in your entire yeah. life you can have the virus and get an outbreak once in your life and yeah. never, give it again, never get it again but it doesn't mean that you don't have the virus which is something that needs to be paid attention to as well yeah i understand i guess why they're saying like oh don't don't encourage women to hide but also encourage women to do things that make them feel comfortable
2: But, you know, like what you said, you got to meet the person where they're at. Meet the
0: people where they're at. You can't just say, hey, you shouldn't be ashamed of your labia. Take those underwear off.
2: But it could be a (laughs) good bridge for somebody who is shy and wants to, like, once you get past that one point, then they're like, you know what, maybe I... Maybe I don't need it and it's okay.
0: And if yeah. you're with a partner who wants to try something sexually and you're like, I'm too afraid, I'm too ashamed. Being able to meet your partner where yes. they're at. If your partner's like, I really want to lick your asshole. And you're yeah. like, no. <laughs> and they're like, I bought you laurels and you don't have to give me your asshole. I'm just going to lick this, this latex that tastes like vanilla. And, and we're going to go from there. Yeah. Then you are crossing over into this. You are achieving something for your partner sexually. You're fulfilling People a fantasy. baby steps when it comes to
2: I, people baby I'm, steps. Comfortable with. Yeah.
1: That's huge. Baby steps. Baby powder. This is another piece <laughs> that is a huge component of of my experience across every every company I've ever worked for related to pleasure. The number of people who are buying products for their partners, if you go through and look at our reviews, the number mm. of male partners purchasing purchasing laurels so that they can take them home and have oral like give their their female partner or their 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 partner who has a vulva, um, oral is huge. It is a yeah. like, like the number and and the that is one of the larger things of both partners kind of meeting each other where they are because you have, I think a lot of times it's focusing on women having and people with vulvas having to ask for these things. Yeah, yeah. And also, but realizing that like there is a complete other side to that where their male partners, their, their partners with a penis or, or also, well, queer partners as well, like easing your partner into that. And it's not just one person asking for it. It's one, it's it's people kind of balancing back and forth and coming to meet in the middle of of that. Also,
0: you make an excellent point because it really (laughs) is within the heteronormative where we have the hard time discussing Mm -hmm. things like oral sex. So when you talk about having a queer partner and you talk about um, two people with vulvas who want to have sex, the, the conversation of oral sex is almost... Uh, It's not a given, but it's going to be a much easier and much more normalized conversation in a queer relationship than in a heterosexual relationship. Because in a heterosexual relationship, um, it's assumed that a uh, the person with the vulva is going to be giving blowjobs. And it is not necessarily assumed that the person with a penis is going to be going down on a girl because there's so much stigma surrounding it.
2: And in the orgasm gap is that makes it very, very apparent between. Women's frequency, straight women's frequency of orgasms relative to lesbian mm-hmm. frequency of orgasms. Yep. And I, when you look at at twenty two percent difference, it's massive. You're like, oh shit, what is happening between these hetero couples mm-hmm. and these lesbian couples? What if you what twenty two percent difference? Something yeah. is is there's something off. That's not making sense.
1: I used to yes. look at this, and I this is this is my own personal thing. This is not a like not not associated with laurels. But if you look <laughs> at those studies, and you you look at the numbers, and you're like, okay, like gay men have like uh, uh, like I think the top is like gay men, heterosexual, heterosexual men, one. and then gay men, mm-hmm. and, and like then and women. I was like so, and then the the at the bottom is like women having sex with um men. straight men.
3: Yes. yes. Yeah. And then I
1: looked at it and I was like, "I, you know what this I you know the common denominator here? The 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 problem that I'm seeing here. Straight men. <laughs> it's, it's it, it, it was in this was like years ago when the studies were first coming out and they well, were it, they yeah. were and it's like it is heterosexual heteronormative relationships it, where it's like, it's, mm-hmm.
2: and it's, a lot of it is ignorance and it's, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like it's, intentional ignorance. It's, it's like willful, ignorance, will for, willful ignorance,
1: but
0: it's also It is also the fact that our schools do not teach people about pleasure. So uh, the average age that someone initiates sexual behaviors, not necessarily P in the V, but the average age that people initiate sexual behaviors in this country is about 15 and a half. Mm -hmm. So that could be oral sex. That could be mutual masturbation. is about 15 and a half. And then the average age for insertive or P in the V sex is about 16.8 to 17.2. Um, we should be teaching these individuals. It's, it's almost like you, you give someone a vehicle and you just say, go drive on the freeway. Enjoy that. And you don't teach them about Everything that can happen to the car, all the cool things like the like the, the fact that water squirts out of the windshield and it can clean your windshield for you or like yeah. the fact that you can turn hazards on and like <laughs> yeah. your blinkers will blink by themselves. Like yeah. we're not teaching people how to use the car. We're just giving them a car and saying, go get on rush hour freeway and you're going to fucking fail. Yeah. Like this is yeah. not acceptable behavior. So teaching people about pleasure and their bodies at the times when they are experiencing these things. Yeah is
2: extremely
0: important for their it. mental well-being and for their physical health.
2: Fifteen and a half <laughs> might be uh, the average, but I mean, I lost my virginity at 13. We
0: don't say lost our virginity. Lost. On I there, you
2: know. hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 13 and I was uh, I was like my first sexual encounter encounters like 10 or 11 so and yeah. I know I'm not alone yeah. I know there's no. a lot of other people out there that yeah. are similar for sure.
1: it's, a wide, and, it's a wide spectrum of experience mm-hmm. yeah and,
0: and that leads me to my statistic of the day which I know you've been dying for I know you've been waiting for this <laughs> just know. when we talk
1: about these people
0: these young people who are experiencing these sexual behaviors and all the adults in their lives just want to turn a blind eye and say nope not my kid and it's like bullshit not your kid get the fuck out of here so about 80 percent of people in the last month no hold on I'm going to repeat the statistic neither of you were
1: correct (laughs) I got really excited I was like oh she did great
0: about 80 percent of people between the ages of 20 and 24 said that they have performed oral sex in the last 30 days oh wow that's twenty to twenty-four. 20 to 24. Okay. Fifteen to nineteen-year-olds who have ever performed oral sex the number in the last year the number is
2: forty-eight percent. Shut, no,
1: we that's both wrong. went way too high. Okay, too- I I feel
2: way like high. that is so wrong.
0: In the last year, I, it, maybe
2: all my friends were hoes.
0: No, I, I don't think so. Sorry, I, I didn't think mean I think <laughs> <laughs> what's happening is a lack of willingness to be honest. Yeah. I think that they are worried that they are going to appear like a hoe. Thank I'm sorry, you.
2: and I don't mean a hoe shame or a shame.
0: <laughs> a lot of these young people, maybe they're having oral sex for the first time and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you happen to give someone fellatio or if you end up putting a penis in your mouth and that penis ejaculates and you don't have warning that can traumatize a person if just jizz is hitting the back of your throat for the first time in your life and you think you're dying. Someone told me a story the other day. Oh, my God. They had. Oh, my God. Someone told me a story about the first time they ever gave a blowjob and they had a stuffy nose. Oh, God. And the I person came joke. in their mouth without telling them and it caught them off guard and they started choking, but they couldn't breathe out of their nose. So they literally thought they were going to die by asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> oh and then because they were coughing and choking so much they actually threw up on the person because oh, they couldn't man. they didn't know what was happening and it was no, hot
2: I, and it was... i had a i had a friend in high school that threw up on another guy uh, from the exact, basically, the you got to tell
0: thing. people like you got to give them yeah. some warning or yeah. ask if they even want that. That's not something everybody wants. Yeah. Um, and if it's your first time giving cunnilingus or uh, giving oral pleasure to a vulva, um, you may not know what you're doing and you might not get a good reception from that person. So you might be yeah. like, maybe I just won't do this anymore. So those numbers could be accurate because they might try it once and then maybe don't have a lot of a lot of times people between the ages of 15 and 18 if they ask the question have you had intercourse in the last month the answer is no but if they've had it in the last year the answer is yes and it's because people between the ages of 15 and 19 just aren't having as much sex as people between the ages of 19 and 25.
1: The other thing that was was interesting to me is that they're seeing that like Gen Z specifically is having sex later and less
3: Yes. Really. Yes. 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 Also, millennials,
1: the, the tail end of millennials, also had that, but that was they're also seeing that as like just like millennials are depressed, and <laughs> yeah. and like the 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 trauma of the world, everybody's just like no, no, no babies right now, can't Any do it. Event? How many events do I have to live through in a <laughs> lifetime? How, yeah, exactly. That,
2: but, I'm gonna yeah. dig into that because that's very interesting.
0: It is. It's um, so the number because... actually haven't we haven't seen an increase or a decrease yet because they do the the youth behavioral survey of yeah. sexual behaviors and they only do it like every two years. Well because and know, we haven't seen the, one the... recently.
2: Christians and the faith base would would definitely say that we're having sex earlier and younger and the whole world is going. What I don't want is I don't basket.
1: Yeah. I don't want them to be like, look, abstinence only is working. No, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I think, no. yeah, that's that's kind of the bigger thing for, for me is is. The pleasure based education also is like I was. I was very lucky. I make make a joke about this. My mother. The reason I am as knowledgeable as I am about this is my mother never limited my access to the library. So like, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in Florida, like rural Florida. So like, if you know what's going on in Florida right now, it's crazy. But like, I grew up in rural Florida in the nineties. But I grew up with a mother who did not did not like limit my or restrict my access to the library. And so I grew up with access to like I one of the first books I ever checked out as like I mean, I read a lot of just just general like stuff that like 12 and 13 year olds weren't generally reading just in terms of like urban fantasy that was basically porn. I don't know. And and then also I was reading like Ian Kerner. I was reading, she comes first when I was like 12 or 13. And it was that kind of education did not change my, my like, did, didn't mean I had sex earlier. It actually made it like, I was still, still was just like, I was, I was an adult before I had sex. I was like 19. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. But what it did do is it gave me a better understanding of like what was going to happen in those things. It wasn't something that we just like I we stumbled into and and, like there was still stumbling and bumbling. And it was I the the embarrassing things that happen all the time to everybody. Human
0: human things that the teeth bumping and the yeah. yeah.
1: But the access to that was a huge, huge part of my understanding of sex and sexuality as I was growing up. It made it much easier for me to kind of just feel comfortable talking to my parents, my mother about this, talking, like asking questions about it,
0: talking to healthcare
1: providers about it, walking into a doctor and being like, these are the symptoms that I'm having. This is what's going on. And so similarly, there are all of these studies from the University of Indiana that talk about like women who masturbate, people with vulvas who masturbate and have one, a toy are more likely to have like done self checks in Mm -hmm. the past year. Like they are more likely, you are more aware of your health if you are taught and you know more about pleasure. Like that is a huge, huge impact. And I think that's the thing across when we, when we talk about laurels as well, and we talk about protection is if you're taught that pleasure is a good thing and you're Mm -hmm. taught that like, there's no shame around it, then also saying, I also deserve to be protected while I'm doing these things is an easier thing for you to say as well, because you're, you're like, okay, this is, this is a good thing for me. I'm aware of STIs. I'm aware that this feels good. I'm aware that there are risks how do I mitigate those risks? And I think right. that's yep. been a bigger picture for all of us, um, in the sexual health industry across the board, whether we're making products for it or we're educating about it is how do we make that more accessible to people? How do we, for places where they can't, they don't have it in schools. Yeah, And that's, again, one of the reasons that I think TikTok is such a useful platform I agree. And so, such an accessible platform for so many people of all ages. Oh, like, yeah.
0: And for all different varying. And the I think another one that is great is when there are websites like yours, yes. mylaurels.com, has a blog that yes. has tips for squirting. It has um, tips for our cunnilingus. It has, um, you know, where rubber comes from. It, it's yeah. like the most beautifully crafted blog on a pleasure. <laughs> product website page. And it's, you know, there are other, uh, Belessa has um, mm. porn mm-hmm. as well as sex toy product, as well as a blog, Justin Lee Miller, sex and psychology. He has a blog that he writes completely different uh, topics on all the time. And it's these little bloom, the bloom community Mm -hmm. has great classes and great lectures on different sex, uh, framed topics, sex, positive topics. And when you start to find these little pockets of, of, of education that you don't get in our public or private school systems, you begin to arm yourself, uh, with the idea that pleasure is a a right mm-hmm. and b accessible and c normal yeah. and when you start to normalize pleasure and when you start to normalize your health and taking care of yourself adding yes. something like laurels becomes second fucking nature yeah
1: that's it's a yeah. huge a huge impact I think and I think the fact that that it takes private company it's private companies are doing the educating about this In a lot of cases yeah. individuals right. on the internet are the ones that are like i've got friends who are yeah like in influ- like actually like i i'm like well known yeah actual influencers who are famous famous on tiktok with like millions of followers and they started they have millions of followers just because they decided one day to do a tiktok like right grassroots and and it's not because like yes all of us like I I have a background in this I've taken certification courses in right. sex ed like I have I have I did um, programs for it but I'm not I don't have a degree in this I, mm-hmm. I have a degree in political science and international studies like I went to school to study Chinese like but, you know <laughs> this is
3: no figures you're doing Chinese now. do you I speak Mandarin? Mandarin
1: yeah yeah I speak wow. Mandarin. and that's fucked. Cool. It was. It's, yeah, I thought I was going to go and do like high powered business, foreign service, you know, be an ambassador. And then I ended up working yeah. for a dildo company like it's just I, mean, I,
2: I have a degree in anthropology and now I work in sales for a construction company. So go figure.
1: <laughs> super, <laughs> super common, right? Like our degrees right. don't necessarily totally. go that way. But but that's how we all end up doing the fact that we don't there aren't more established programs in schools in education right. Right, that are just set like standards. Like you look at the way that Norway is doing it. You look at the way that Sweden does it and they're, yeah. they're not necessarily, they're going like, yeah, masturbate all the time, but like yeah. age appropriate education about your body is
0: you're, you're talking dirty to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking yeah. um, is- comprehensive age appropriate sex education from K through college is exactly. my fucking goal for this country. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So I always take the opportunity when I can to educate all the people. Yeah. Here's a fun fact for you. If you want something um, to do a video on uh, only 13 States in this country require medically accurate, accurate sex <laughs> education, which means um, I got a email from someone who said, My son, I live in Virginia. I don't, this person said I live in Virginia. My son, who I have given numerous sex, I'm very sex positive. We're a sex positive family. We talk about contraception. We talk about birth control and condoms. We talk about STIs and pleasure, the anatomy, all these things. But why, tell me why my son, who's a junior in high school, came home and said to me that his health teacher in school told him condoms don't prevent pregnancy. The only way to prevent pregnancy Mm -hmm. is abstinence. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Said this to 500 juniors In a public high school. In a public yeah. high school, Perfect. because Virginia does not require medically accurate STI education. Uh, uh
1: any talking, edgy like they don't require medically accurate i mean I, they don't require a lot of them. science just as sorry i was just, just i'm not gonna go on i'm not gonna go down that just, tangent just, but science.
2: You know, Well, we can go yeah. on a tangent you know we'll just rip into it you know uh, that's I, a, that'll be another podcast yeah that's a whole other <laughs> podcast
1: <laughs> wow that is yes. mind-blowing so it's It's important
0: for people like you and myself and people like your blog writer and people like the TikTok influencers who have that reach, who can get to people who are being given the incorrect information in their schools or in their homes or in their places of worship. And it's important for people like you and me um, to make sure that we are the squeaky wheel. We are loud and we we're polite, right? Well, I'm not. I say fuck all the time. (laughs) But. We're somewhat polite, and but we also have a education surrounding this. We do so much work in this field. We're not just regurgitating information. I had to look up that I look up all my statistics threefold to yeah. make sure that there's a, a range of information that is being expelled out of my mouth, like. It is important for people like us, especially to cover our bases and make sure that the information that we're giving to other people is medically accurate, yes. um, scientifically accurate, because we are being hit with all of the talking head nonsense from the people who are morons. And I'm not going to say which direction they are, but, you know, mm. they're on a direction. and. I- it's important for us to have those facts and to make sure that we are on our game because at any point they have more money and they can kick us
1: out. Right, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, and that's I think right, that's, I again, I think a, the fact that it is, a lot of like it's private companies having to mm-hmm. kind of do a lot of the education is kind of telling in that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. it's huge. <laughs> So I'm going to talk a little bit
0: about um, where individuals can get laurels and then um, we're going to see if there's anything you'd like to plug. So laurels can be found on mylaurels.com. It's very easy. M-Y-L-O-R. Oh my God, I can't spell M Y L O. R-A-L-S, mylaurals.com. And at checkout, if you use my code WYP, which stands for what's your position, um, you get a discount. So please make sure you put that. Yay, because we love laurels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so make sure you use my code. Um, try them out. A four-pack is $25. Um, that's like four lattes at Starbucks or like a mini waffle iron on Amazon um, or a ticket to the movie and some popcorn. It's 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 money well spent. That is Agreed. four sections. Actual encounters that you can have for four different reasons um, try them out see if you like the um, the shorties or the bikini or the black or the sheer um, and see what laurels might have in store for you. That's uh, it's amazing. Everything that they can do again, it's size zero to 20. Um, and you get a four pack. You can buy more than a four pack. You can buy up to 50. I saw on the mm-hmm. website. Yeah. I think I might, I might I do guess. that. Start handing out <laughs> to people. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything, anything else you want to tell the, what's your position community, anything you want to plug Instagram, all that good stuff.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I mean, our, our Instagram, all of our social media handles are the same. It's at my laurels and, um, and you should definitely check us out because it. we have a lot of fun on, on our social media. One Thank of the you. big things is, yeah, how, why not? If you're going to be doing it, um, be entertaining right. and be informative. That's huge. Um, and yeah, check, check out the website. Um, and we are so excited for more people to just be able to experience oral when they want it and as often as they want it and how they want mm-hmm. it. That is the biggest goal with laurels is helping people experience more pleasure when they want it. Um, So we're very, very excited to talk to everyone about it. So come talk to us (laughs) about it.
0: One of our favorite companies here at What's Your Position. Uh, Thank you so much, Sarah. It was an absolute pleasure and honor to speak with you. And I, when you said yes, I was like, I came straight home and I was like, babe, (laughs) Laurel is going
3: to come on my
1: podcast. Already. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We're very glad. Yeah. We've loved everything. Yeah. We love. The photos y'all took we loved all yeah. of the the different ads that you've run i loved the yeah. ad um the 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 one that was on the adhd and sex oh yeah it's um, on every
0: episode so yeah it's the commercial right? on every episode so don't even worry about it yeah, yeah. we love you guys
1: <laughs> we'll have you
0: back again anytime awesome. um thank you thank you so much anything you want to say
2: No, it was great. I really appreciate you uh, coming on, and it was um, everything that we thought it would be.
0: It was. It was everything and more. Please send Melanie um, especially just my absolute heartfelt thanks um, for creating this product and that I, as an educator, have been waiting for this, and I promised people they would have it and they do and it's because of her so um, we are very grateful for, for you find us um, at what's your position um, at gmail.com or at what's your position podcast on Instagram you can also find us on TikTok at what's your position podcast I can't promise that I'm going to post a lot of shit but you can find us there as well you can also call us at 513 sex that is an actual phone number please leave us a message tell us your experience with laurels we'll play you live on the air thank you so much for joining us Sarah Um, As always, human beings, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work while we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate we welcome any comments suggestions or correction of error stay safe stay kind and stay
4: sexy please, please go. You know that we are sold out, this is fading But the band plays on now, we're crying, crying So let the velvet roll down, down No heroes, and want to blame While we'll see roses build stage And the thrill, the thrill is gone our debut was a masterpiece Our lines we read so perfectly But the show, it can't go on We used to have it all But now's our curtain call So hold for the applause Oh, 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 oh. And wave